0: Doctor, let's talk about some of the effects of fake news during this pandemic. Do you see this undermining efforts to prevent the spread of coronavirus?
1: The effect of uh, fake news on the way people respond to um, this pandemic, for instance, the inability to respond fast to prevention messages and uh, whether this is actually making the pandemic worse, yes. Uh, There is no doubt about the fact that... um, Uh, If you spread information that shows that this is a military operation that is, uh, you know, whites who want to exterminate blacks, that it is, uh, you know, politicians who want to to keep people uh, locked up so that they can can be able to reach them and implant uh, microchips in them, that it is all about um, uh, radi- radiation poisoning and uh, you know taking iodine pills or hydrochloroquine uh, is a cure then you 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 give people false hope and by so doing uh, people will not be able to implement the, the 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 credible and reliable methods and approaches that have that the scientists have been uh, have been talking about uh, for instance walk, washing hands with soap um, you know, making sure that, um, you know, you exercise properly, making sure that we keep, you know, social distancing, making sure that we, we, we don't expose the virus, wearing masks, for instance, not going in a crowded places. If you exhibit any symptoms, if you have any symptoms, going to test. So, uh, the effect of the fake news. On how people respond can actually make the pan- pandemic worse because it um, casts doubt within these people and takes away, uh, you know, their their, their ability to uh, to practice uh, the, the 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 good practices that are being promoted by the scientists.
0: Thank you, Doctor. Now, Jackie, Doctor Taewa has actually put it very clear that. All this misinformation and falsehood about COVID-19 is undermining our efforts in preventing the spread. And yet we continue sharing and forwarding this information to each other. What's your take on this?
2: I remember in the beginning when the rest of the world was uh, being hit by coronavirus and there was no case reported on the continent. And, you know, you could see stories. People were saying, I interviewed a doctor and I put him to task to respond to it. Was it a myth or was it a fact? And they said, please cut that crap. So there have been people that who, who in the beginning kept saying, oh, this coronavirus, Africans are immune to it. No black person is going to catch coronavirus. And then the first cases were reported on the continent. Ah, when the first cases got reported, they got like, ah, you know what? No black person is going to die of coronavirus. And now we haven't seen that many deaths being reported, but indeed there are people that have lost their lives to corona. So what other myth is going to be spread? What are we going to say now? And so you've got such stories when you're telling people, wash your hands, they'll say, ah, no, my, my pastor says we should not overwash our hands. We should use this other substance. So you say, you know, Know what what uh, maintain physical distance of one meter but then another person will say no way in fact I saw some piece of information somewhere telling me the closer I am to some other person that is when we will share the, uh, the burden or keep the virus away from us so there are a lot of fake stories being told and we're just human there could be some people among us that will Not believe such, but trust me, there are those that do believe in the fake news, the fake stories, the myths, and you know, hearsay. True, it's not everyone that relies on what uh, medical practitioners will tell us, some rely on their friends and and their relatives that graduated from WhatsApp University. WhatsApp is where there's very many specialists, even Twitter. You find a lot of people that have just graduated from the different universities of uh, sharing uh, stories and a lot of fake news. So if such people find guys that are not keen on um verifying stories or going with the actual facts yes indeed in regardless of how many times you try to tell them to wash their hands keep physical distance of one meter apart and observe all the other measures call this number when you see the symptoms those that will not they'll just take it lightly
0: dr marachito we're seeing that both local and international media is vulnerable when it comes to fake news no media is safe against fake news What does this say about uh, the global media ecosystem?
3: It it tells us a lot. It tells us uh, largely that um, the global media ecosystem is as vulnerable as the the local ecosystem because um, there are certain things circulating at a global level. The the conspiracy, and I have watched the conspiracy theories around who created coronavirus and, and linking it to... Some of the big names like Bill Gates and mm-hmm. and and having uh, projections of what might happen, and I think that um, the the biggest damage it has done to the coronavirus is to to create a sense of panic around uh, certain people and to circulate information that not that may not necessarily be correct and because people are hungry for information as I said earlier they they are bound to consume all of these things but uh, what it also says about the global media ecosystem is that um, the the local is still very important because uh, locally produced information gets easily circulated because people relate to them even when they are not true so nobody is immune in as far as the media is concerned whether it is global media or uh, local media they are not immune to the proliferation of uh, fake news and coronavirus has just uh, confirmed to us how dangerous the idea of fake news is because when it is on something as um, as difficult and as life-threatening as the coronavirus is, misinformation could lead to a lot of deaths, and and that is very scary. Let
0: me bring in uh, Dr. Taiwa Now, doctor, what's the role of government and citizens in uh, curbing the spread of uh, fake news, which is undermining the fight against the spread of COVID-19?
1: First of all, uh, governments, in, in the case of Uganda, the Uganda Communications Commission has come out very strongly. Uh, providing guidelines to media houses not to spread information that has not been provided by reliable and credible sources, especially the World Health Organization and the Ministry of Health task force that has been set up, which is composed of experts. These are the experts who are using the science. Um, they, uh, they they have the expertise to understand how this virus uh, behaves, and uh, and uh, and they are the ones that um, that uh, government recognises, and these are the ones that we should also be able to to recognise. So, uh, the government has indeed um, the role of government is uh, you know to empower um institutions such as the uganda communications commission to come out very strongly and i think the uganda government has done that to do that but also um uh, i think the role of us citizens not to share information that is not verified so in this case the role of media and information literacy is very important um They are reliable sources. Traditional media, in my view, provides reliable and credible information. So if you receive something online and you doubt, first of all, do your own research, do your own research, analyze the source of that information and uh, check the reliable sources. Has this been shared within the traditional media? traditional media internationally or locally. Go on the website of the New Vision, of the Monitor newspaper, of CNN, of the BBC. Most importantly, the website also of the World Health Organization or the website of the Minister of Health and check whether this information is, um, is, has been verified. That's, that's extremely, very important.
0: Thank you so much, doctor. Now, Jackie, as a media personality, how do you think government should work together with media uh, to disseminate verified information? But also as media, how do we fight fake news?
2: That's an interesting question, Max. I believe uh, first and foremost, it's acknowledging the rise of fake news. And I'm glad that you and I are having this conversation because it means we are aware of it. Once you're aware of something, then you can find ways around it and you can now embark on finding solutions. At this point in time, governments need to work with the media because that's, for me, the best way to ensure a systematic and proper flow of information. It's for the government to communicate to the mainstream media and tell them this is how you will receive your news. If we're going to call you for a press conference, then this is it. It will be coming at this time. If we are going to send a press release, it will come at this time and from this person so that it's clear. And media houses have to cooperate with the government and ensure that they only relay the information that has come from that person handle or social media page that has been given. Fully said, that is the authorized handle. And then we also have to ensure we sensitize the people and constantly remind them of of where they will find the correct information. Tell them, follow this handle, follow the Ministry of health, follow the government spokesperson, or follow, you know, have a few accounts that you can communicate through. And we Tell people, even when we are on radio, we need to quote those people. Say, I'm getting this from the Ministry of Health. I'm getting this from dash, dash, you know, so that it's clear. And people know that they want, if they want to get credible information, then they will have to follow this account or constantly keep checking on this account. So it's up to the government and the media to work together, be clear on how this information is going to flow. Where is it going to come from? At what time? In what form? so that you don't end up relying uh, on messages from today it's the president, tomorrow it's the PS, the other day it's the government spokesperson. I think in a scenario like this, the one way to contain fake news is to make sure that there is a proper flow of information and we know who we can rely on, whether it's good or bad news, we all know where to get it from. Let's make sure once we know who the credible source is, then that is the person we quote
0: thank you so much Jackie and uh let me bring in uh dr Maracho. Dr share with us how you think the media, government, and all parties involved how can we work together to fight the spread of fake news
3: I think starting with the media, uh the media can at least uh do more in depth analysis of what is going on and uh link up with experts not just anyone the media should be able to circulate information that is helpful that is informative that is educative and the media is already doing a lot in capping the the, the spread of fake news by making sure that they actually are uh, constantly relaying what is happening and and what can be done. They they are part of the apparatus, the system apparatus, to actually create the behavior change that we so much need right now. For some countries, uh, behavior change is going to be harder because uh, there has not been enough um, cultivation of a certain kind of behavior, especially in relation to hygiene and so on. But governments can also do more in terms of uh, copying fake news by making sure that there are regulatory systems in place that allow for those that need to be punished to be punished and that uh, can create an early detection of uh, fake news and tracing of sources as long as we do not have a mechanism of tracing uh, where fake news is coming from and actually punishing it then there is very little that can be achieved in capping the spread of fake news. In the same way that um, the the media was held accountable, that uh, the media could be punished if they spread information that was not correct, it's the same way that fake news news should be pursued. But the problem is that fake news is coming from out there, from within the citizenry, from within the public hardly within the media itself, although using the medium. And that is where citizens can come in. Our consumption habits, we need to do a lot of work in uh, educating the public. I think media literacy has never been uh, as important as it is today. We need to educate the public, the citizens on um what is fake news how can they detect it and how can and what kind of information should they be consuming from what sources only then when the public gets really media literate and consumes information selectively can we try to curb our fake news for the moment there is very little that the public can do especially at a time of a pandemic like this when people really need information and they hope to get information that will save them. Unfortunately, they may not get information that will save them because of the volume of information out there that is not correct. Uh, There is one particular video that is um, widely shared of a pastor claiming to have worked with uh, Vodacom. The pastor uh, does give only one name. There is no scientific proof of what he is saying but he claims to speak with authority. And so it's easy to be gullible to such information because uh, people are claiming to speak from a position of wealth, from a position of knowing, but we don't know them and we cannot verify who they are. And I think uh, what I have told most of my friends is that do not consume anything, and I mean anything that does not have a source, that does not have any clear mechanism of uh, verifying. Thank
0: you. Thank you so much, Doctor. I would like to thank you all for sparing time to speak to us on this conversation in the New Vision podcast. We've been speaking to Jackie Lumbasi, a media personality currently in Chugali in Rwanda. We've also been speaking to Dr. William Tayeba, who is the head of department Journalism and Communications at Makerere University. And we've also been speaking to Dr. Emily Malachito, who is the Head of Journalism and Media in the Faculty of Journalism, Media and Communication at Uganda Christian University. Amase, thank you so much for your time. My name is Adi Fred Max. You can connect with me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Adi underscore Max. That is A-D-I underscore M-A-X. Great thanks to the team I've been working with, Stephen Senkava and Irene Beseguroha at The New Vision. You can download more podcasts when you go to www.newvision.co.ug. Remember to stay safe and God bless you.
1: You've been listening to The New Vision Podcast. The new vision, new vision,